You are listening to It's a Shame. Podcast about shame. Or not about shame. These days, not right now about shame. Not right now at this moment. It's not shameful. Um, We're happy to have you. Welcome. Come on in. Sit down. Join us. Yeah. Um, Do I sound like a cult yet? A cult? Yeah. Join us. Join us. (laughs) Yeah. You have a specialness about you. Um, you do have a specialness about you and you don't have to join a cult. You can just come in, hang out, listen to the podcast. Um, we are happy to see you and hear you and do neither of those things ever. Um, every time you're here, we're happy that you're hearing us and that we can be heard by you. It's an honor just to be heard by you. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, today's a special episode. It's going to be a little shorter than our normal episodes because uh, we've already been recording for almost an hour and my computer froze and died and completely killed our recording. Oh, uh, you guys, it was the Academy Award winning one too. I tell you what. Yeah, uh, you guys are really missing out on us this, rambling, which we never do. This lost episode of rambling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Never to be recovered. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, yeah, I'm sad that that happened. It sucks, but it's okay. We're still here and we're still talking. And we have the diminutive sewed. Yeah. <laughs> um, and we're happy to have you here for that. So we uh, can extract some of the greatest hits from the episode that you didn't hear. Um, yeah, we could do the highlights version yeah highlights reel um <laughs> of an episode you never heard so if you think these are highlights or you or if you don't think they're highlights you would have really not liked the other episode um if you haven't listened before and it's your first time hi i'm danielle nelson i'm lily rogers and uh you can find us on the socials at shame pod or you can visit us on the world wide web at uh Mm Yeah. Um, And we'd love for you to reach out to us. It's a time to be social. Yeah. Distantly. What are you drinking over there, Miss Rogers? Well, it's funny because um, I did go back to our old standby drink when we would uh, record actually in the same room. We now record from our separate homes. Good old days when we would sit. Record in the same room. Oh, we would sit on the floor across from each other uh, around my coffee table and drink four roses whiskey, a little shot of it, which I still actually have some left um, from, you know, almost an hour of recording. I have a little bit of that left, so it's almost like starting over. Um, And then some red wine chaser. So, yeah, that's what I'm drinking. Drinking the classic. Um. It is, uh, well, now it's just watered down LaCroix. Um, Which flavor, you might ask? Oh, berry. Um, You know, whatever they have at the old local grocery these days. We got a soda stream, and I thought for sure that I was going to be making all kinds of exciting, exotic, sparkling waters. No. I mean, I just do the regular water. But I got to tell you, I do love this soda stream. It's a game changer. Yeah, I think that people have been using it a lot. And the only reason that I know that is because when I was uh, at 
in line at Target the other day, the sign of like things that they were out of. So like, don't come in if you are, if you're looking for this, was like the soda stream cartridges or whatever. Oh. And they were like, yeah, we don't have any more of this. And I was like, oh, people be soda streaming. Well, you know, people be drinking because alcohol sales and marijuana sales are through the roof. Yeah. Yeah, that's not surprising in any way whatsoever. No, uh, as we were saying in the original um, recording of this podcast, mm-hmm. I myself uh, was in Target to buy boxed wine. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. not not like a box of bottles of wine, but like wine in a box, like boxed wine, which is which, bottles of wine. Yeah. I, I was going to say, you you have to say how much that is because it blew my mind when you told me. Yeah, they fit four bottles bottles. of wine into those little boxes. Um, And it's only $17, which is an amazing deal. Uh, So we're like, yeah, this is going to last a lot longer. It's going to save us money in the long run. I think I might be on the last. There might be one more glass of wine in that box. I bought it on Saturday. What what varietal, if I may ask? Cabernet. Classic cab. Yeah. It's a little jammy. But, you know, when drinking out of a box, it's fine. It's fine. It, it's fine. This'll, this'll work. It's, it's, it's perfectly drinkable. That's right. It's perfectly drinkable. And very uh, affordable. Well, I guess, unless you're chowing through it, like, I was <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, sure. Like, is this cheaper than buying four bottles at a time? And it's going to last a while. No, it doesn't. Especially because you can't see, because like it's a box, right? Yeah. So you can't see how, like and where it's you're coming getting out of a spout too. Yeah. So you can't you know, see how quickly you're draining the bag that's inside the box. And yeah, it's just, it's a, it's an alcohol extreme. Yeah. You know what my least favorite thing about box wine is? Mm. That they call the bag a bladder. You, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna like, say I'm with you on not liking that at all. It's so strange. And then also for those uh, camelbacks, they call them bladders. And I'm like, couldn't we have done something other than bladder? Couldn't we have come up I mean, with I like guess a fun... it gets the point across? It, oh, it absolutely gets the point across <laughs> very clearly. Um, but a euphemism <laughs> might have been nice. But have you seen those? Um, I think that they're pretty much novelty. But those bras that are wine bladders no yeah so it's it's kind of like um if you're going somewhere where you need to sneak alcohol in or whatever they make this like yeah that's gonna be some warm wine i know exactly (laughs) it's like a camelback that fits on your boobs like a bra Uh uh-huh and you just fill it and then there's like a little spout that comes out the strap of the bra that you just like sip out of like a camelback Mm-hmm. Only it's your. There's that you're so many from. presuppositions about this situation that I that one must come to the conclusion that this is a fucking desperate situation where you have to sneak alcohol in because right. a no one wants to run the risk of those bladders popping. Number one, because mm-hmm. that's just a nightmare. True. Number two, I can't think of a single alcoholic beverage I want at that temperature. Even a warm drink needs to be warmer. Yeah, unless you drink it really fast and it's like a hot toddy situation and you're gulping it down <laughs> and it never just like sits at body temperature. 
Yeah. Also drinking body temperature red wine through a straw that's connected to my bra strap from the two bladders that are currently like sweating underneath my boobs. Like that's just such a, um, it's reminding me of that David Sedaris uh, stadium pal. Oh yeah. The stadium pal. I love, love, love that essay. It's fucking hilarious. Yeah. It's kind of, it's reminiscent of the stadium pal a little bit. It totally is. Oh, speaking of David Sedaris, though, I saw that he's doing a master class, which oh. I really want oh. to do because yeah. I love him. Um, I I know that like a lot of the master class like stuff, like people have been like my sister-in-law is like super into it. And like, I think you guys have some stuff like through work. I don't know if you, you have access or whatever, but mm-hmm. uh, my sister-in-law was telling me that, um, she took a cooking class and then she wound up buying like a really like, like a nice knife. And like the, when she told me that the first thing I thought is I really want to take a masterclass so I can do like do masterclass shopping, which is not why you're supposed to do the masterclass. Wait, what do you mean masterclass shopping? Well, just because like the, oh, the, master, like, the class that she took, like right. the, he's like, oh, the person was like, oh, this is the knife that I like to use. Right, right, right. And then I was like, oh, if I pick up a new skill or hobby and the person's like, you know, and when I use this type of pan, I get this result. I can be like, well, I need a new pan. Right. Oh, so in our original recording, you were talking about um, a project that you want to do with different makeup looks. Um, that is a terrible side effect of watching beauty gurus or like makeup tutorials Mm -hmm. you just want to buy everything yeah like suddenly you're like i have like a cart open at sephora and it's like five hundred dollars worth of products and you're like oh god the (laughs) The, the only time i've spent fifty dollars on eyeliner in my life was after i discovered katie jane hughes and like she did an eyeliner tutorial and i was like that's how she gets the results not that she's a fucking expert. It's right. the eyeliner. And then I right. bought the eyeliner and I, I of course, can't achieve the thing. Um, so but- for those who don't know, because that uh, episode is dead and gone forever, do you want to re-explain your project? Sure. Yeah. Um, it, it's it's so fun that I don't really sound crazy. I, I just sound like a theater kid, which is my favorite kind of crazy to be. So I was talking about makeup and a lot of, uh, we have a group text with friends um, and people will take selfies and they'll say like if they're wearing makeup or if they're not, or like, oh, I did a fun look for today. Because I think a lot of like the women that I know, like it's like a coping thing. You know what I mean? Like you get up, you, it's a way to like, bring something exciting and fresh to your day. Like, what am I going to do today? And I also think there's probably freedom in it because like, you're not seeing people. So you're like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going with the orange eyeliner and the violet shadow or whatever it may be. Um, which by the way, sounds exquisite. uh, (laughs) If I could say so myself. Um, so I was thinking the other day that I, I, I had this like realization that was like fireworks going off in my brain that I was like, Oh, you know, cause I always say, I don't know how to do makeup. I'm not really a makeup person. Um, and then I remembered that I do know how to do theater makeup. And what brought this, um, recollection to me is I was looking at some old photos of, uh, Kevin Aquin's, uh, the makeup artist, his, his work. I don't know if I'm mispronouncing his name, but, um, and I was like, Oh, I love how he would create, he would kind of, um, he really is like, theater makeup techniques and kind of like really reshaping someone's face using contouring, which everyone kind of does today, but he was such a master of it. And I was like, Mm -hmm. yeah, that's the shit that I would do in theater classes. And then I had this like hankering, if you will, to like 
create characters. And I really wanted to like, like create this face, contour this face, bust out my wigs, like create a character. And I was like, Oh, how fun. Like if I could like create these fun, kooky characters, you know? And then I was like, I, it's, it's official. I've lost my fucking mind and gone full tilt theater kit. Like it's finally happened. Yeah. But I was saying too, I think that like a lot of people would be into that idea because I, I, I know that I've been doing that too. I know that some of our other friends have also. It's just like playing with makeup more and just like, I'm a little bit bored and like, let's see like what crazy shit I could do. Like I've been putting totally. like blue on my eyebrows and like, uh, yeah, like playing with like vivid shadows and uh, I never contour and I tried it one day, like all that stuff. Like, I think that like people are like, definitely anybody who's into makeup and even if you're not, but you've always been kind of like makeup curious. I think that it's a, perfect time for all of that um and I think that for a project like that it would be really cool because people could like respond in kind and it kind of gives them um reason and excuse to play around too like if you're posting like oh like this is my look today like what's like like who would you invite to this party or like Mm -hmm. what's your answer to this look or whatever I think that that would be a really fun like social Yeah. And it's, I used to do it, um, a long time ago, but it was way more to like create characters. And I was like, Oh, it would just be fun to like try an accent and like, what kind of hair does this person have? And like, I was like, Oh, that would be kind of fun to like bring back and do again. And it would also encourage me to work on some accents, which I, you know, I always have so much fun doing. And I, I'm like, you know, like when I start thinking, Oh, maybe I should like work on my accents. I'm like, to what end? And then I'm like, well, storytelling purposes, but then also it's just kind of fun to do an accent. So yeah. Yeah. If you feel comfortable, will you do your Australian line? Um, you know, I, it's hard if I, if I don't, if I don't warm up, but, um, Mm -hmm. it started with, uh, the name Jessica. (laughs) Jessica and then there was like there were like certain sounds that I could like get but that's one I really want to work on yeah I like it I I'm not I'm not great at accents I've kind of in the past played around with an English accent because uh sometimes I read a lot of English literature and so I kind of try to like run it through my brain like with the accents Mm -hmm. um so I played around with that a little bit, but like, oh, I can't do any other accents to save my life. I've tried. Yeah, I want to get better at them. Like, it's something I'd like to, I was good for a while when I was actually like practicing and like doing it regularly. But like, you know, it's it's fun for me to like listen to interviews with people who have very interesting accents and then try to repeat back like what they're saying after they've said it and try to get match the intonation. yeah. I have noticed that I will do something where if people just have strange inflections to the way that they speak, um, and I'm in my car, like listening to the radio or whatever, and somebody says something like I, I, without even thinking, I will just say that word because I feel so strange the way that they said it. Like I'll say it back, like the way they said it. Yeah. And I don't know why it'll just be like, Oh, that was a weird way that they said that. And like, I'll just like say it. Yes. Yeah. I think there are things like that that happen for sure. Like where you just like, that's, I think how like wanting to know accents comes about. And then like the type of person, like I have this like Midwestern character that like, I really 
like it's based on like a radio host from a syndicated program called Magic After Dark, and he would say Magic After Dark. And so like <laughs> I've always wanted to do like a Midwestern radio host character. Like there are all of these like characters in me that I'm like I don't know. There's kind of like I feel like there's a there's a 24 year old version of me that's probably really upset if she could see me right now that I didn't become Amy Sedaris. So there's a part of me that really wants to please her and to just maybe put on some makeup and do some voices, <laughs> be like a fourth rate Amy Sedaris <laughs> in this COVID time. If that's what comes out of this, that I that I made some some really shitty character videos, I'm really proud of that. I think it's funny because that's the second Sedaris that we've brought up. Um, is it? Oh my gosh. It's yeah. Sedaris night. I know. Apparently. Well, it's funny because like, uh, I, whenever I read David Sedaris's work, I'm always like, God damn, I wonder how fun it is to be in that family. But like how frustrating too, like you can imagine with like that many like intense personalities all in one yes. family, how like wacky it could be, but it also seems kind of fun. Like, it's so I don't know. interesting. And this, the tales that he has, like from yeah. growing up and the kind of environment that those kids came out of, you know, and like totally. what they became is just so interesting to me. Because yeah, there's not really any like super strong personalities in my family. Oh, okay. There are strong personalities in my family, but there aren't any like sort of out there, like really quirky, character-y type people in my family and I feel like his stories are just full of that you know where like somebody's always doing something kind of like yeah out there yeah I think it was just a lot of personality I think like it was just you know and I also think like the his exquisite ability as a storyteller and anybody who's a great storyteller is just kind of like their ability to like really like juice a lemon. You know what I mean? Like you, you can find a way to make something really incredible out of, out of something that you might not otherwise get. Yeah, that's true. I guess like anytime you start writing about something, it's always a little bit more um, complex and layered and yeah. Than, than you originally think it is. And there's more to unpack there, I guess. So yeah. that's true. Like any people or characters or whatever, uh, that definitely happens where you kind of like mind those things where in your daily life, it seems a little bit more like mundane and normal. Like when mm-hmm. you really start to examine it or unpack it, you're like, oh, that is actually quite odd. <laughs> yeah. But you have to give yourself like the time and the space and the distance to be able to see the things, right? Because like if you're too close to it, you can't see it. You have to look at it almost like a journal, especially if if it's autobiographical. You almost have to become like a journalist looking at your own life, which is really hard to do. Really hard hard to do. do. (laughs) Sorry, I'm laughing right now because um, my cat is sitting really close to the microphone and is also snoring. So I hope that you can't hear that. I can hear a little bit. Yeah, he's going to town. Buddy, I wonder if I smoosh his boot a little bit. Oh, <laughs> that just woke him up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or not really. He kind of just like moved and then. Uh, it's funny. It must be pet time because we recorded and then like an hour has elapsed because Penny is like scratching on the door right now. Just like I've yeah. given you a fucking hour. 
Like yeah. we've been there over an hour. It's been an hour and a half. It's time. You've had your know. own time for long enough. Yeah. This podcast you keep going on about. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know. Well, it's funny because in the whole first recording, we had a really long talk about our pets and all this stuff and the ways that, lost. you know. It's yeah. lost now. It's all just like out there but yeah we're talking about the vulnerabilities that we feel with the love we have for animals yeah and then also just like getting a little bit more weirdly obsessed with them the more I'm locked up with them like yeah it's just Lily has learned to love in the time all day long (laughs) yeah and just yeah the kind of I don't know just thinking about them more, looking at them more, petting them more, like feeling like more uh, interconnected with them and feeling like, oh God, like if anything happened to them now, it would be like, it would always have been devastating, but more so now because I just feel more connected to them. Yeah. Well, that makes sense. And it's a weird thing. Like I'm not really comfortable with that, but here we are. Vulnerabilities of loving something is, or someone or something is just, that's the thing, right? Or am I just turning into that, um, was that cartoon character who would like love the pets so much that she would squeeze them? Oh, well, there's also Lenny, was Lenny the one who would pet the rabbits so hard he would kill them? Oh, and of mice. Of mice and men? Was yeah. It Lenny, yeah. Yeah. Elmira? Was that her name? I don't know this cartoon. Oh, yeah. I think, uh, yeah, anywho, it was a 90s That's such a dark thought. That you love something too much that you smother it? Yeah, that you kill it. The control thing. Yeah. (laughs) Here we are on the lighthearted podcast over here. Just talking about suffocating the ones we love. We've recorded so long that it's just gotten real dark. Well, it has actually, like, literally gotten dark outside. Yeah, it and is. maybe our moods are matching. Yeah, my mood is reflective of the the lighting outside. It's dark, <laughs> <laughs> which is like the worst, like most over-explained metaphor. Yeah, we're exhausted. Uh, we we have like baseline exhaustion. Um being out of touch with reality a little bit just in the way that we all are right now. And then on top of that, yeah, that we, you know, so much feels futile right now. So it is kind of funny that we recorded basically an entire podcast and then it got deleted and now we're like, okay, we'll just do like a brief one. And like, yeah, yeah, there's almost like a self-awareness about it, like sitting here talking and then we keep like referencing. We're like, oh, well, like I said earlier, as though like we have to explain it to the listener who who's listening. You know what I mean? Who's like, never going to hear it. Who's never going to hear it and who wasn't there. But somehow I feel like I, I bear saying like, oh, I know that I noted that earlier. And you're <laughs> like, I don't fucking know what you're talking about. I haven't heard that recording. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's... <laughs> What, what can you do, really? You know, Basically, I just keep throwing my hands up a lot and being like, ah, I can't control anything. So, you know, you just have to keep rolling with it and see what happens day, while you keep rolling. Like, yeah, maybe you get lucky. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, you just have to keep going, right? That's the thing. And like, there's not a ton that we have control over, but you have control over 
couple things and like your thoughts and earlier and your behaviors and earlier you asked me, um, and this is something I liked that we talked about, about uh, what I was doing that was bringing me kind of joy, peace, et cetera. And I was saying uh, crosswords and I caught up with an old friend, which was really nice. Um, reading a book called the self-love workbook. Um, it's by uh Shina Ali, PhD. Um, it's a, it's really good. I recommended it to a client. She referenced how helpful it was. And then I was like, well, before I recommend things, I probably should be reading them, but I just heard great things about it. And then I started doing it myself and I really love it. Um, yeah. And just music. I'm doing the 30 day playlist that so many folks are jumping on the bandwagon with found someone on Twitter a writer, I forgive me, I can't remember her name, but she had one that she made that was very specific, mm-hmm. um, which was really nice. So it was kind of like a song you'd look out of a bus window and listen to, you know? And so it was just kind of like a song, a moody song playlist. Yeah, which is funny because I, because like I said before on um, last week's podcast, I, I think it was last week's, whatever, they're running together. Uh, I don't know anything about music. So when you said that, uh, sort of challenge I was like I don't think I know enough about music to like come up with these off the top of my head like I would have to do some like deep research or whatever but then let's be honest I would probably just end up with a lot of Fiona Apple songs I feel like you would surprise yourself I meant to put that in the chat like you should try it just to see like you might surprise yourself with like your wealth of musical knowledge Maybe. <laughs> I think you might. Because so much of it's mood based. You know what I mean? So it's like, oh, like that song fits that mood, or mm-hmm. it's a memory, or a song I like with like a color in the title, or you know what I mean? Like it's. Yeah. But there, therein lies my problem too. Like all of the music that I like, very little of it do I know the song titles of or the album titles. I'll most often know the artist, but sometimes it's not even then. <laughs> but I guess I could just do research and then just be like, yeah, it's this. Yeah. And I, meanwhile, I'm like loving it, living for it. Like every day I'm just like, oh, what's today's challenge? <laughs> like I'm just, I, it's such a nice, it's such a welcome distraction. And it also gets me listening to music because yeah. I'll think about a song and I'm like, oh, was that from this? And then I'm like, oh, oh shit, that album was so good. And then I like put it on. And then I'm like, Oh, right. And then I was listening to, yeah, it's just, it's, it's really good. It's, it's circular in a way. Um, yeah. yeah. So those are some of the things that, and, uh, my, uh, f- uh forthcoming characters comedy sketch show, which um, I can't wait for. <laughs> um, but what about you? What's, what's keeping you sane, bringing you joy? Yeah. Oh, um, it was, yeah, I, I've been re examining my bookshelf mm-hmm. and trying to find like books that I either read in college or like half remember or haven't read at all. Um, and <laughs> the one that I was talking about that I'm using as an example currently, um, I'm, I've started reading portrait of the artist as a young man again. However, by me saying I started reading it I really just mean I've been reading the introduction, which is a (laughs) very long dissertation on Joyce. And um, yeah, so I haven't gotten to the actual book part of it yet. It's just the introduction, which is interesting to read this like really in-depth analysis about a book that you don't fully remember 
because it's just like, oh yeah, uh-huh, that. Oh, I can't yeah. wait until I read that chapter and definitely recognize how he's using the metaphors there. Yes, totally. <laughs> can't wait. But for some reason, I was just like, I'm going to read this introduction. And I think like part of it is like, uh, I just haven't had a lot of time and I use my busy life as an excuse to kind of let that like, scholarly part of my brain go and that mm-hmm. like really analytical um part that wants to dissect literature and dissect uh the the media that I ingest but I just don't because I get lazy in my life so I've just kind of been like no you know what I need to like really approach things from a more thoughtful way and then also kind of find the truth about what somebody's trying to write about in this like incredible work of art that they made. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, especially looking at things from periods where people just sort of like naturally lived in strife filled times, you know, like mm-hmm. lived through world wars and lived through, you know, some really intense political and religious and economic strife. Um, yeah. So I don't know that it was a very wordy way of saying I'm reading old books. Yeah. But I mean, <laughs> it sounds like it's, I mean, and reading right now is such a joy. Yeah. It's such a good escape. It and definitely think- is. Cause you know, it kills a lot of time first of all, cause it's much slower ingesting than, you know, burning through seasons of television at a time. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, it also, yeah. Like let's use that part of your brain where you just kind of like, visually escape your mm-hmm. surroundings so yeah it's a very good thing to be doing right now uh so that yeah coloring um I do a lot of coloring it's my zen activity it's the thing that I do when I'm just like I can't watch any more tv um cooking too actually has been oh nice yeah cooking has been something that's been really I don't know, like, it's just taken on a new joy, I guess. It seems less um, just about like, oh, God, it's after work and I absolutely have to eat dinner and I don't want to order more food or go out to dinner. I have to fucking make something. It's more like, oh, yeah, this is like the process of cooking is part of my day. That is going to be like a fun part of my day. Right. Yeah. It's nice. It's nice. It's, It's nice when you can look at it that way and it's like, a process that you enjoy, you know, and yeah. it's like now we're going to be together for a meal. Right. And it's, yeah. The only part about it though, that I have to kind of curb my anxiety with a bit is like, um, using certain products. And by that, I mean, like say we're making something with like fresh vegetables and that I also kind of want to use a canned item, not being like, we have to keep our canned items because, <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, if we don't need like, so we don't need to go to the grocery store and, you know, like trying to plan out meals where it's like, okay, so like, let's parse out everything to where we don't have to get more vegetables right tomorrow so that we can like not go to the store again for at least a week or whatever. Like yeah. that sort of like mental game that you play about like saving stuff and then mm-hmm. also using the stuff that like is meal going to go bad in your it's head. Just, yeah. 
it's a whole process. <laughs> yeah. And I feel like it's like really amplified, like everything we've been doing, like in terms of eating and grocery shopping and like planning has been just like so many meal plans. Like yeah. when I go to the group, I'm like, okay, like what kind of things do you want to eat? And then we'll like make a list based on that, you know? And yeah. Yeah. And just trying to make it last as long as possible without like, yeah, cause I'm just trying to limit our amount of grocery store visits. Yeah. Although well, some of us are better at it than others. <laughs> and by that, yeah. I mean, Stephanie. <laughs> <laughs> well, cause she still goes to work. Mm. So it's like, I think it feels a little bit less strange for her to be out in the world and to like go to a store right whereas for me I'm like I haven't left the house in a week right and if I'm going to it should be for a very good reason right yeah that's where I'm at where I'm like it's I'm 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 self-isolating I'm self you know I'm quarantining like there's no reason for me to go out I haven't so I try to right go what my goal is like once every two weeks and I've kind of gotten down to that I mean like occasionally Jamie will make a run somewhere in between if he wants beer or whatever but like for the most part like yes I just go for the shit I need once every week or a couple weeks yeah yeah I mean, other than that, I think like today it was super, super awesome because it was, it's been really rainy in San Diego. It's been pretty cloudy. Um, It's been chilly. Like in my house, I've been wearing a lot of multiple sweatshirt, sweater scenarios, but today was so beautiful outside. It was great. Yeah. It was nice and sunny all day. It wasn't windy like it has been. It didn't have that sort of like menacing storm on the horizon feeling. It was just a nice, clear, sunny day. Yeah. And I feel like we haven't had one of those in a really long time. So yeah. that was a really good thing too. I stopped, well, I didn't stop work. I took my work outside at like 4.30 with me and started working from out, outdoors. And it just it felt so nice. Yeah. Yeah, I just, I'm I'm looking forward to spring starting to really show itself and give us some reprieve. Yes, I am too. I'm ready for warmer weather. Yeah. And you know, of course I'm saying that and we have it so easy and lucky in San Diego. So like, you know, it's been rainy and gloomy and people are like, bitch, it's snowing here. I know. I was (laughs) like, how dare you? (laughs) I was talking to someone in Syracuse and they're like, well, it snowed over Easter. I'm like, I'm so sorry. What did you just say? Yeah. It blew blew my mind. Yeah. Yeah, I know. So, I mean, I know that it's uh, in some of the places where it's been super weathery and it's been hard for people even to really be outdoors. I know we're lucky, but at the same time, I'm like, please, please just be sunny. I just need yeah. to sit outside with like a full sunshine day. Yeah. But my mom's been sending me pictures of flowers that are coming up in her yard, which is really nice. Um, yeah. It's been really, really beautiful. Like uh, when we have been able to like walk around the neighborhoods on the weekends, like seeing some of the spring flowers come up in people's yards. Like there's so many poppies right now and mm-hmm. like, just like lots of colorful blooms and that is delightful. Yeah. I know it's, I feel like uh, one thing that the quarantine has kind of brought out is like going for walks and like the power of observation, right. And just like slowing down 
long enough to like really look at things. Yeah. Um, because there's less of like a rush. So you're, you're paying attention to things a little more closely, which is a really nice fringe benefit. Yeah. Sometimes it can be problematic. You know, you pay attention to things too closely, oneself, other people, there's a tendency to ruminate, overanalyze. Yeah. We're stuck with ourselves and our own thoughts and yeah, but it's nice when it's, or there's accidentally getting creepy, which, yeah. which happened to last weekend. Um, we were getting like really observant about people's yards and just being like, oh, look at all this stuff going on. And then, you know, how people are doing that like teddy bear thing in their window. Mm-hmm. And so like seeing some of the people doing that, whatever. And then Stephanie just like full on just started like when we would walk past people's houses, she would just be like looking in like in their house and be like, oh, they have some cool stuff. I was like, okay, we're verging on peeping Tom here. (laughs) I don't think we should be looking in their houses as much as we are right now. Yeah. Like we could walk past and enjoy the yard, but. (laughs) Yeah. Tapping on the window. Sir, can you open the blinds? I'd like to get a better look at the bookshelf. Yeah. Well, speaking of, oh God. So today I was working from home and there was like randomly a person who like, cause you know how like my yard, it sits up off of the driveway. It's like a raised yard. Yeah. And then my house is raised a little bit above Mm -hmm. that. So I was in the kitchen. I was like grabbing a glass of water and I just saw somebody like walk up, um, like on the path, like in front of that window, like right in front of my porch. Mm Mm-hmm. And she had like a mask on and stuff. It was not like a delivery person. It was just a random person. And I didn't know what the hell she was doing. So it kind of freaked me out. And then I kind of watched and she was like wandering around other places. She had like gloves and a mask on. I don't know what the hell she was doing. Anyway, so that kind of freaked me out because I was like, what's up with you? Mm -hmm. And then like maybe two minutes later, it was a really fucking loud knock on my door and I like jumped, the cats jumped and I was like freaked. I was freaked out. Yeah. I was like, oh my God, like I'm becoming like a paranoid shut-in, but I was really actually scared and I was yeah. just like, I don't know what to do right now. Like what the hell is happening? Love lady. Who the hell is knocking on people's doors right now? Turns out it was a doorbell ditch from uh, our friend and my neighbor um, just putting some plants on our front porch and I was like oh I was like that scared the hell out of me and I was already paranoid by like a random person in my yard but it was just so weird how the two coincided and then I'm like oh my god am I just becoming a paranoid shut-in no not at all I mean this is so it's funny you even bring that up because that same friend who is delightful did a like a ding dong ditch and left today yeah yeah left a plant and the dogs just went fucking bonkers bananas and I was like it's a little late for the delivery guy and I was just thinking to myself I was like I don't know who has the nerve right now (laughs) to be like all up in it and like I was like it better be an emergency for somebody to come into the door so no, you were, you were not crazy. You were not because uh, I had the same reaction, um, but it was such oh a Oh my delight. God, that's so funny. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's funny too, because then I got the text and they were like, yeah, ding dung ditch or whatever. And I was like, oh, I was like, you scared the crap out of me. And then I didn't even think. So I, I thought they were just like, oh, that's a fun game that we're playing today. I don't know. I didn't even think to look outside. And so they're probably like, okay, Lily, like, nice and then you know probably like a half an hour later I opened my front door and I was like oh 
Right. <laughs> you left something. It wasn't just some like random game you were playing. They're like, mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, it was a whole thing. Who knows anymore? What are the rules? There are no rules. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, that's the other thing too. Like I, I am starting to notice like just the patterns of my neighborhood and like sort of like rhythms of things. And it's so weird how uh, subconsciously you get used to that stuff. And the slightest thing that is different from that, you notice. Yes. And I think that that is something that I like suddenly really super hyper aware of what goes on in my neighborhood. Yeah. Which is not a bad thing. No, it's not at all. I mean, it's 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 sort of like those murderino in, instincts being honed, I guess, but oh, only 100%. very specifically to my street. <laughs> yeah, my block in particular. Um, right. Yeah, no, I have the same thing going on, believe me. And yeah, so should we call yeah. it? Should we wrap it? What? Uh, how long have we been recording? 40 minutes. Okay, wow. All right, sure. <laughs> Since we, I mean, we've been recording that we're going to keep 40, but all together, a hundred years, we've, it's been four years that we've been recording. Yeah. Well, Hey listeners, it turns out we only do like an hour episode every week, but Danielle and I never stop recording. No, ever. No, we're constantly recording. Yeah. So they were like, no shit. We can tell this is just a conversation that never ends. (laughs) No, no, they're probably more like, this is what you chose to keep. Yeah. uh Surely you got better content. (laughs) (laughs) If this is your peak content, I don't want to hear any of those other conversations. Right. Oh, yeah. Well, Thank All right. you for tuning in. Thank you for listening. Yeah, uh, it's been a to weird... the episode that never was. Yeah, it's been a, it's been a weird week. It's been a weird. It's it's strange days, strange days, <laughs> and therefore a, an odd recording night for us. But thank you for listening. Thanks. For yeah, thanks for joining us. Hanging of out. And uh, you can find us on the socials at ShamePod. Right. And our website is shamepod.com and you can email us at shamepod at gmail.com. Yep. So get in touch, reach out. Yeah. We love making new friends. Um, yeah. You and, know, and if you're yeah. just bored and feel like chatting or sending us some random nonsense, we do need more brand new information. Cause I think that um, an upcoming episode is going to be an entire episode Strictly of brand, brand new information. information. So, Strictly BNI. Yes, it's all BNI. Yeah. Um, so we'll definitely need some, um, you know, we have our own that we're finding, but it would be awesome to hear from you guys and kind of build out that list. So. Absolutely. We want your expert information yep. that is brand new. So brand new. Yep. So fresh, so hot with that brand new information. <laughs> um, take all care right. of yourself, get some sunshine, yep. try to get outside. Don't be too hard on yourself about what you're doing or not doing. It's a fucking pandemic. We're just trying to get through it. Take care of yourself. Exactly. And with that, we will see you next. See you next Tuesday. Tuesday. Bye. Bye.